0: Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for May 17th, 2009. And we're going to pick up where we left off regarding Disney. And this is going to segue a little bit, and um, we're going to kind of continue with what we were talking about, but just different little miscellaneous points here. The next point from this report is... is starts out by saying, right smack across from the entrance to Disneyland, which I believe this is the one in California, is the Assembly of God's Melodyland Christian Church. The birthplace of TEN, Trinity Broadcasting Network. With Paul Crouch. Yeah, same one. We sent out several emails about Paul Crouch. The Assembly of God denomination has been heavily infiltrated by the Illuminati. Oh, now you've went too far. No, I haven't. Every single denomination, whether it's Christian or non-Christian, they've all been infiltrated. Every single one. That's why I don't don't adhere to any particular denominational label. I'm not saying they're all evil. I'm just saying that I call myself a born-again Bible-believing Christian. Um, Because... When you, where where denominations in the New Testament? Well, there was John the Baptist, we know he was a Baptist, well, yeah. you know, obviously I'm saying that tongue-in-cheek, but there's no, there's no New Testament precedent for denominational labels. We should all be of one mind in, in, in these types of things, according to the Bible. <laughs> shouldn't it shouldn't be where we have all these factions. Denominations, particularly, I believe, mostly have been used purely as a tool of the devil to split and divide so we can have our own little doctrines and dogmas and feel like we're superior to some other denomination. That's what I've seen it do. I've been, I've been, I've been in the... Rad- I was brought up, went to a Lutheran middle school, Catholic high school, um, hyper-charismatic Pentecostal Assembly of God stuff, and then all the way over to independent fundamental King James-only Baptist movement. And then into the unregistered um, independent fundamental Baptist King James. But I tell you what, I've seen more infighting and more nastiness under denominational labels than I could ever report in in, in one report. It, to me, I've just the fruit of it I've seen divides more than it ever does. And I understand, yes, we are not supposed to be unequally yoked together with with unbelievers. And a, and a lot of denominations are really unbelievers because they're they're believing in a false gospel. Okay? And I again I'm not putting down you know anyone that's actually in it in a denominational label it what is dependent upon is are you a bible believing christian okay and if your denomination is seeking to drive you away from a clear biblical view then i don't see how it's helping you any particularly if it's a 501c3 corporation and 99.9% of all churches are people ask me all the time well where do i go what do i do Hey, I was in the same position you were in. I finally came out. Best thing I've ever done. And again, that's a whole other subject. I've, I've done so many studies on the 501c3 church. All you have to do is key in the numbers 501 in my keyword search box on my homepage, and you'll have your boat totally loaded. Your cup will runneth over. Anyway, um... So, anyway, that, th- it's just, uh, th- this is a, he's got a whole book he's written called Be Wise as Serpents. And you can actually, if you go up on the internet, there is a place to download it. You can't buy it, because they've destroyed all of Fritz Springmeier's books. The, I believe the Illuminati has went out of their way to de- try to destroy as many copies as possible. Other than Bloodlines of the Illuminati, which is, I believe, an excellent book. But his other books that he wrote, Be Wise as Serpents, you can't find it. I've never been able to find one copy ever anywhere. This is not information the Illuminati want you to know. But it would make absolute total 100% sense regarding Satan and regarding the end times because the Bible says in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 that God will send the strong delusion that's coming. That they will believe a lie. That they might all be damned who receive not the love of what? Of the truth. Well I Most Christians I know have no desire for truth. They call themselves Christians, but they have no love for the truth. That's not a good position to be in. Are you really, is that person really saved if he has no desire for truth whatsoever? You know, it's between them and God. The Bible says, Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth. And the truth shall make you free. But how do we know the truth? By continuing in his word. The King James Bible is the word of God for today in the English language. But if you continue in my denomination, then are you my disciples indeed. If you continue in this particular sect or belief system, most of the time, what I see happens when people get all wrapped up in the denominational labels and they start following some man is they get off into pride almost every single time. And they, they get off into thinking, you know what, I'm, I'm so smart and God showed me this and he told me. You know how many people I get emailing me saying, oh, God told me this and this and that. And it doesn't line up with the Bible whatsoever. They get some special revelation about some portion of scripture whereas the word of God says the prophecies of God are of no private interpretation and they're this I I can't tell you how many of these I have to deal with and to the point now I can't deal with them anymore I'm, I'm getting too many emails it's overwhelming as it is I've got so much on my plate trying to answer these things and you know a lot of people email me and they email me these gigantic questions I just don't have time anymore I'm only one person. I can only do so much. But they have the special revelation from God that God showed them about some particular portion of Scripture that they've only been shown. They're the only ones I've ever heard say this. And you're telling me God singled you out of all people on the planet and shown you this one thing and he's withheld it from every single other person on the planet. You better check yourself that you're not all wrapped up in pride. Because pride goeth before a fall and haughty spirit before destruction. I don't see any scripture for it. The interpretation of the word of God should be of no private interpretation where somebody, only one person on the planet knows what's really going on. And I encounter it over and over and over again, and more so and more so increasingly in the end times. What is the remedy for that? Humility before the Lord. Fear of God. Those are the remedies for pride. So pray for it. But the problem is, is once somebody's already wrapped up in this, and they start thinking, well, I'm hearing directly from God, and I'm better than thou, sanctimonious, Holier than thou, I'm better than you, I know more than you. In fact, you're just a peon compared with me. And I'm telling you, I've gotten tons of these attitudes over the years. They're unteachable. You can't show them, you can't teach them nothing, you can't, they don't want to know the truth. They know the truth. They're the only ones on the planet that know this particular specific dogma. God singled them out specially and showed them. Now I'm not saying God couldn't do that. But the attitude that I see over and over and over again from these people is one of pride and not of humility. Not of fear of God. Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and that maketh flesh his arm and whose heart departeth from the Lord. Jeremiah seventeen five. They're trusting in man or they're trusting in their own. And what they're being shown by God, let me me just give you a real quick thing. If what you're supposedly being shown by God doesn't line up with the word of God, then it's not of God. The Bible talks about, you know, cursed be them that if they come with another gospel, whether it be a man or an angel in heaven, be, you know, just stick with the word of God. Because there's so many people out there right now that will try to sway you off that. They have some special revelation, some special interpretation. We're in a different time now. No, you know what it is most of the time? It's the strong delusion that God is sending, is permitting to be sent, according to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. It's evil men and seducers waxing worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, according to 2 Timothy 3.13. In the end times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That's what it is. First Timothy 4.1 It's Satan, because he can transform himself into an angel of light. It's no marvel that his ministers can be transformed into ministers of righteousness. That's what we're talking about. It's where where the book of Amos talks about that there's going to be a famine and a drought, but not, not of food and water, although that is coming as well, but of the words of God. Because they're reading a perverted Bible. Or they're reading this author or that author. I don't have, I don't have any extra time anymore to read books. I had to give a ton away. I just sent away a lot of my christian resources to some other christians that i know because i don't have time i just don't we're just in a we're in a really perilous time and just cling to the word of the lord cling to the cling to the book And I'm not saying I'm Mr. Perfect Example and I'm the standard, gold standard. No, no. Do not try to achieve me. Try to emulate Jesus Christ. Try to follow him. I'm not telling you to ever follow me. Because I'm a man and I can fail you. Just like any other man or any other woman. We don't follow other... You know, I understand if it's the head of a family, it's you know, in the biblical head of a family and a wife and children. Okay. That's one thing I'm talking about in general as your religious authority. If what they're saying does not line up with the word of God. And I just see so little of it anymore. And again, the Bible clearly predicted it was going to be this way. And then when you have all of the things that are coming, where Satan is going to be coming with all lines, signs and wonders and miracles, which is what, how the Bible says he's going to deceive the whole world, and that if it were possible, that they shall deceive the very elect. Deception is the earmark and the hallmark of the time we're living in and going into. And yet, the church does almost nothing to even talk about it. Or Oh no, loose and fancy free. We're just going to either usher in the kingdom. Oh, all those things in Revelation happened back in 70 AD. That's another big one with the preterists. Oh, that all happened. None of this stuff with Israel applies anymore. It's all done. All over. That's a whole other subject. If you believe that, then you don't need to be listening to me. You really don't. You don't, need, you don't even need to be listening to what I'm talking about. I, and I don't want to argue with you either. I don't. But that's a huge movement or the the, the dominionists, we're going to usher in the kingdom, we're going to to make it so good through our own righteousness that Jesus Christ is going to have no no choice but to come back and set up the kingdom here on earth. I've, I've just heard every excuse in the world to justify either pride or that there's not going to be any tribulation coming or nothing. These denominations have been infiltrated. Every single one. And Fritz Springmeier does get into this on Be Wise as Serpents, the book he wrote. Now, regardless of how you feel about Fritz Springmeier, I'm telling you right now, his research to me rings true. And I'm talking about after 15 plus years of researching this, almost that long. The vast majority of his research rings true with what I've already researched from other authors and from the things that I've seen. Or been verified with my own mind. Remember, the Bible talks about in Daniel twelve four, where it says that you know he talks about sealing up the book, thou old Daniels, you know, until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Well, we're in that time. We're in that time where knowledge is increasing, but a lot of the knowledge is deceptive knowledge. But from the research I have seen, this research rings true, and it absolutely, totally lines up with what the Bible would have predicted. As well, a global, worldwide conspiracy to usher us into the new world order. To usher us into the depths of Satan, all the while thinking that we're going into something great or wonderful. Most people are going to think that. But if you do a keyword search for Be Wise as Serpents, Fritz Springmeier, you can find the, uh, the book online. You can download it for free. If you found a copy on a rare bookseller list, you'd probably pay... I've seen Fritz Springmeier's books go anywhere from one to $2,000. i have never even seen a copy of Be Wise of Serpents if you're actually able to find a copy. Who knows what you'd end up paying for. But you get it for free. And again, doesn't mean I endorse every single thing that Fritz ever said. But I believe there's a lot of truth you can glean if you want to know more about these subjects. So, right smack across from the entrance to Disneyland is the Assembly of God's Melody Land Christian Church, the birthplace of TEN, Trinity Broadcasting Network, or TBN, TBN. The Assembly of God denomination has been heavily infiltrated by the Illuminati and has been heavily used as fronts for programmed slaves. Why would the Assembly of God, which I came out of, be such a great place to use Because people in that particular denomination are some of the most deceived people on the planet. I know I've been there. The whole holy roller thing, I was as zealous as you could get, man. Slain in the spirit, the whole nine yards. I was radical. Radical. I was one of the most radical people in my whole church. And that church had over 4,000 members. I was considered right at the top as far as radical. Radical. On fire for God, as they would call it. I was sincerely deceived. But these people are so open to demonic deception because of all the unbiblical things that take place within the church. Everybody blathering in tongues at the same time, which is absolutely, totally unbiblical. A lot of those people that go in there and do that are witches. And they can go in there and they can speak in their witchcraft tongue and everybody thinks they're holy. Well known in the occult circles this happens. So they can go in there and they can put curses on the whole place and you don't even know any better. You don't even know what's coming out of your mouth, most of these people. There's been a lot of accounts where people that were speaking in tongues would go to foreign countries and speak in that same tongue and the people that understood the language would look at them in horror and asking them, why are you cursing Jesus Christ in our language? Ooh, that's scary. This whole movement was started at the Azusa Street. I've got a whole, I've got a whole, just key in Pentecostal or charismatic on my teachings. And just see all the studies I've done on this. And then look at the PDF file that's associated with that teaching. If, you know, if the foundation's being destroyed, what can the righteous do? Azusa was not a holy thing. Even what the, the guy, the Seymour guy, admitted what was going on there. Why would God, and why would it all of a sudden it have to start in the 1900s when we're going into the Laodicean Church era, which is, which is basically the church era where, that's gonna be the most apostate that there is. There is so much evil surrounded with the origins of the Pentecostal Church. And again, I really need to do a dedicated study, but it would be weeks to cover it all. The, the corrupt, wicked foundation that was laid. And you're telling me, how could you bring something good out of something corrupt? The Bible says it can't be done. The Bible says it can't be done. Uh, Job 14.4, I believe. So, Assembly of God denomination has been heavily infiltrated by the Illuminati. Paul Crouch, president of Trinity Broadcasting System. I've done whole reports on him. His gay lover, Lonnie Ford, how they had that big thing Happen, of course. That you know, the church ignored it, and the media pretty much ignored it. But it was all in the papers, lo- local papers. They tried to pay this guy off. He was the chauffeur. He was a drug addict. Paul Crouch's gay lover. Um, well, it's, it's well documented. They tried to pay the guy off, but he didn't, you know, want that. Or I don't know. but I guess it wasn't enough. The, the whole story, I've got the whole email. If you email me, I'll send it to you. I ought to really put that on the Pentecostal PDF, because then they would just have it there. But anyway. Paul Crouch, president of Trinity Broadcasting Systems, was affiliated with Melody Lane in 1973 when TBN was getting started. At the time, Melody Land was a r- rich, heavily infiltrated charismatic church with its share of program multiples, multiple m- mind control type people. In 1973, closet homosexual minister Jim Baker and his wife Tammy Faye program multiple were with Paul Crouches and Anaheim Melody and you say, oh no, this none of this could be. If you were Satan, who would you put at the top of your respective corrupted religious organizations? Would you put really good God-fearing, born-again, Bible-believing Christians, or would you put the most heavily influenced, I mean, what better than a mind-controlled slave? If, you had, if you've been brought up in generational Luciferianism, and if you were the head, and if you control this respective denomination, don't you think you would put people in positions at the top, people that were easily controlled and easily blackmailed? Of course you would. And that's how every denomination essentially is set up. The people at the top. And again, where do we get the denominational hierarchy thing in the Bible from? They were all local autonomous churches. There wasn't any governing body. There wasn't any corporate body over each one. It's, it's all unbiblical is what I'm trying to say. And what corporations set up through the government? None of that. But we're so far off course that you know, these are things that people don't even think about. Uh, going further, Paul Crouch had been the assistant pastor of Baker's Home Church in Muskegon, Michigan. Crouch's right-hand man was Alexander Valderrama, a charismatic Roman Catholic. Oh yes, and this is the connection between the Pentecostals and the Catholics. I had a Bible study when I was at that charismatic church, and I did have a charismatic Roman Catholic guy that came there for a time. And then the first time I said anything against the Catholic church, or even, well, he was gone. I was exposing, even then I was exposing, starting to expose evil going on in the church, and, you know, he didn't want to hear it. Why? Because he was under their spell. Now, I hadn't quite broke free from the charismatic church at that point either, so I'm not judging him. I'm just saying he was under their spell. TBN used an abandoned military base as their TV complex at the time. Using hangars as studios in the early 1970s, ABC put Baker and Crouch's early shows on their affiliate stations on Sunday morning. Baker had already gotten his career kicked off by the Illuminati Pat Robertson and his 700 Club. Yeah. Yeah. Pat Robinson. Just do a keyword search in my sermons. I mean, he's on the cover of Time magazine doing the the lion's paw, which is a which is an Illuminati um, hand symbol that they use. Looks really weird, right on the cover of Time magazine. I mean, all you have to do is, is Pat Baker's background to know that he is heavily involved in you know the Illuminati. So again, they're all in this together, particularly at the top. Jim Baker split and went to the East Coast. To help Baker with his money, Bill Perkins, who had been a financial analyst for the New World Order's mind control research at Sandia National Labs in Livermore, came to help Baker run his ministry's finances. Later, televangelist Baker began building Heritage USA, which was to be the biggest money resort. A big money resort. Baker hired people who had worked for Disney to construct Heritage USA. This is where the connection with them and Disney. After Disney World opened in Florida, Jim Baker was a regular to visit it. I mean, you don't ever see the the head of these respective uh, apostate religions ever putting Disney World down. No way! They're all on the same page with the rest of the world. It's all good, wholesome, clean fun. Heritage USA's was modeled after Disney's Fort Wilderness. The Main Street was modeled after the Magic Kingdom's Main Street. And Disney's wrought iron fences were also copied. I remember at the time when I was in high school, I was dating this girl, and her best friend, I believe her name was Lisa, her family had spent like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, I believe to buy like a house up there, at this Heritage USA with Jim Baker and this stuff. And they lost everything when when that went under. Just like everyone else. But they thought that they were actually going to have this like utopian Christian whatever. It's like a theme park. You can have the world and act and feel like a Christian too. You know, as long as you keep the money flowing, you know. So most people are aware that Jim Baker's two hundred and sixty five thousand dollar payoff to Jessica Hahn to keep her sexual services to him a secret and his longtime homosexual with right hand man David Taggart and his prison sentence. So he was uh that was kind of written in, in a disjointed way. Going further it says Jim Baker was from Muskegon, Michigan, the same place that Kathy O'Brien, who was a free mind control slave, came from. Now I've read her whole book, Kathy O'Brien, uh Something, it's, it's America something. Uh, it's horrific. I mean, it's absolutely one of the most horrific things I've ever read in my life. Talks a lot about the Bohemian Grove, which confirms a lot of the stuff we talked about in the pedophilia study. Again, all I've ever really gotten with all the research that I've done over the years is confirmation. It's all I've ever gotten. But see, it's also a big reason I've waited to talk about a lot of this because I didn't want to talk about some of these subjects until I'd gotten more confirmation. And all I ever get is confirmation. I don't get the reverse. Two, and these people are unrelated to one another. Kathy O'Brien has nothing to do with Fritz Springmeier. Or a lot of this information. Kathy O'Brien, while Kathy O'Brien got programmed via the Catholics, and this is true, according to her book, I remember that, Jim Baker was part of another denomination which was also into mind-control programming, the charismatic assemblies of God. His grandfather, who lived next door to Jim and where Jim spent much of his childhood, was popularly known in the town as a, quote, huckster, and he was nicknamed Kingfish after the manipulative character on Amos and Andy. Tammy, his wife, grew up in International Falls, Minnesota, in poverty, in the home of her stepfather and stepmother. Now, you look at, Tammy Baker. I mean, she looks like, you know, she looks like a street whore. All that makeup and big hair. And then who do we have to take her place? Jan Crouch. And it's like a knockoff of of Tammy Baker. It's just like a different version of it, of the same thing. It's almost like they're the same spirits emulating and operating through those two women. And it is a spiritual thing that you're dealing with there. And that's why I believe they look so similar. How could anybody, I mean I look at it now, and how could anybody in their right mind watch these shows and not know that they're dealing with pure greed, pure evil, pure charlatans, pure devils? People that are unsaved know it. They can watch them and they can say, oh, my word. There was a show on late night and it was a Christian, all these Christian shows on. It was like, I don't know, 11 o'clock to like, went late. And it was one apostate devil Christian slime bucket evangelist after another. Starting with Peter Popoff, who I thought they would have had him in jail by now. That guy has been totally totally shown to be an absolute, total scam artist. The guy is such a slime bucket, I can't even stand to watch him for more than a few minutes. He is so slimy. And he talks in such a... Anybody that has any kind of discernment whatsoever would know that this guy is nothing but a devil. And I'm talking about somebody unsaved. But Christians, evidently, a lot of Christians, they can't see it at all. And he's doing the same slime bucket stuff he was doing back 10, 15, 20 years ago or whatever. He's still on TV I saw there was a video I saw where they totally nailed him like it was ABC Nightline or one of these shows totally nailed him where he was finding out these people that had ailments because he had a little ear thing in and they were coming in and they were being questioned before they came in the door and he would say oh lady and so and so or whatever you've been healed of your cervical cancer or whatever in this garbage you know she thinks she's healed and she thinks he had heard from God. You know, and they're selling their, their little prayer cloths. They, were, they had these green prayer cloths you could buy as long as you kept the money going. Always, always emphasize the money. Every single ministry I see on TV, typically that's what you're going to get. Particularly the ones that are national or, or, you know. And then another slime bucket came on after him. And this guy was so repulsive looking. He was so demonically infested that I couldn't even hardly stand to look at him for more than a few seconds. I, I literally don't even see unsaved people that were as demon infested as this guy. He was so demon infested it had literally changed the appearance of him. Same thing, same exact garbage that pop off, just a different flavor. And then another one came on after him. Now I wasn't watching you know all this. I, I just sometimes I, I want to see Satan's devices, how they're at work. And, and, you know, it was one after another, after another, after another. All it was was about prosperity and healing and all these people they were supposedly interviewing. It was just unbelievable. Uh, Going further. So, um, Jim Baker got actually programmed via the charismatic assemblies of God. His granddaughter, oh no, we already talked about this, grandfather. Um, So then, Tammy, his wife, grew up in International Falls, Minnesota, in poverty and in the home of her stepfather and mother. Besides having a, quote, shopping demon, evidently that she admitted to. I mean, that's something that all Christian women should have, a shopping demon. You know, right? She has had her share of phobias and mental problems, as can be expected from someone who has to suffer through the... Mind Control Programming, which is horrific. It would be worth pointing out who has come to Jim Baker's rescue when he was under attack. For instance, on Thursday, October 4th, 1984, when Jim was under attack, Jim Baker's show had six people give endorsements in praise of Jim Baker. Who were they? Ronald Reagan, Dale Evans, Robert Schuller, Oral Roberts, Billy Graham, and Rex Humbard. Of those this author knows for sure they're all Masons except maybe for Rex Humbard. We're not he wasn't sure about him. All these other guys are Freemasons. Billy Graham or Roberts, Robert Schuller, Ronald Reagan and Dale Evans. Why? Because they protect their own. The Freemasons take these blood oaths to one another into the Freemason fraternity that supersede any oaths over God, country, whatever. And every time you take more oaths you get more demons and devils. These uh, Robert Shuler, Billy Graham, and Oral Roberts are all, quote, Christian ministers who participate in using and handling mind-controlled slaves. These three ministers all participate in secret satanic rituals. I I don't care if you believe it or not. I guarantee you that at the highest levels with these low-life devils like them and Benny Hinn and all these other guys, they're doing things that are so unspeakable behind closed doors. Why would Satan let them get to the point where they're at if they weren't? And there's so much documentation to prove the lies and the deceit of, of virtually all of these large ministries. Why would, why would that be a surprise? Knowing the times, day and times we're moving into. These are wolves in sheep's clothing. These are hirelings that have no true love for the sheep. They're leading the sheep to slaughter. They are blind. And if the blind lead at the blind, they're both going to fall into a ditch. That's what you're dealing with. I've done a whole thing on Billy Graham. You can listen to that. The last few paragraphs have given only a sketchy picture of the intimate relationship between Disney mind control and the charismatic movement and its use of trauma-based mind control. For people who have been programmed with Disney programming and who are obsessed with Mickey Mouse and everything else about Disney, and for people who have just a collecting spirit for Disney memorabilia, there is a group called Disney Anna. Disney Anna was organized in the 1980s and consists of people who are cult-like in their devotion to anything Disney. Some of them express their devotion outwardly. They tattoo their bodies with Disney characters. The group holds their annual convention in the Contemporary Resort in Florida. One Disney Anna at the annual convention said, quote, "We collect, we collect to keep the f- good feeling inside. See, they have to have Disney memorabilia to keep that good feeling inside them." Another, when interviewed, said, "This is why it's all about love." The author knows as a fact some of the men who are obsessed with Mickey Mouse and Disney items are program multiples meaning they have multiple personality disorder. One of Kenneth Anger's occult friends has the world's largest Mickey Mouse Mickey Mouse collection. Who is Kenneth Anger? Kenneth Anger is a member of Anton LaVey's Magic Circle and his later Church of Satan. He is an occultist and an underground filmmaker. Kenneth Anger, he actually chose his last name as Anger, which most... Uh, people in that will do once they get to a high enough level. uh, Like Bill Schnebelin changed his name to uh, I forget his first name, but his last name was Sin. As in the word Sin, S-I-N. But they'll change their names. Um, Kenneth Anger was raised on the Wizard of Oz books. Now, I'm not going to get a lot into the Wizard of Oz, how that's been used, but if you want to read the whole report, you can see the PDF. Um, associated with this teaching. His biographer, Kenneth Anger's biographer, Bill Landis, writes that the Oz books, quote, laid the groundwork for Ken's attraction to Aleister Crowley, the occultist who would rework Rosicution thought into his own magical system. Now, this own magical system, he started out in the Order of the Golden Dawn, which a lot of those members were people that hung out with C.S. Lewis. They were all buddies. Um, but when he couldn't obtain an outright takeover of the Order of the Golden Dawn, Aleister Crowley ended up starting his own cult called the OTO, the Ordo Templar Orientis. Aleister Crowley was the same guy I mentioned earlier, fancied himself as the great beast, bragged about how he would molest little boys and vampirize their innocence and then mutilate and sacrifice them. He bragged about how he would eat his own feces and drink his own urine. Uh, he was the one that did the, the a lamb trough working where he invited that entity lamb through the um, portal, through high ceremonial magic. The guy was pure, stinking evil. And many of the modern day rock groups are absolutely obsessed with him. We're going to talk about that soon. But isn't it funny that this Kenneth Anger, who was a First Church of Satan, and, uh Anton LaVey Magic Circle member, was raised on these Wizard of Oz books, via Disney, and he said that the Oz books laid the groundwork for Ken's attraction to Aleister Crowley. Isn't that weird? The Wizard of Oz books could lead him to Aleister Crowley, one of the most depraved devils that have have ever lived ever. Ken, uh, Crowley, who was the occultist, who would, okay, and again, he started the OTO. Now, I knew a I didn't know her, but my mom had a friend named Benny. And I've told this story before. But I'll just refresh if you haven't ever heard it. See, I've had so many brushes with witchcraft. Way before I was ever even saved. It was like God was preparing me for this. Because witchcraft is the coming one-world religion. The essence of the coming one-world religion is witchcraft. The Bible says the Antichrist will cause craft to prosper in his hand. And this Betty lady had a daughter, and she joined this cult. Now Betty was a witch. Betty um, was absolutely obsessed with things like Camelot and the Knights of the Round Table, and she was a witch. She even I even got into a I think a debate with her once and she called herself a good pagan. She was open about it. And she told my mom, now, uh, at the time, because my mom helped, you know, tried to help her, she was really overweight and she had all kinds of health problems. And my mom worked with her at the phone company at one time. And she told my mom if she died, she had this black chest in her apartment. She said, If I ever die, don't open this, just burn it, get rid of it. And. She had a daughter that joined this OTO, Ordo Templar Orientis, Alistair Crowley, started. And she corresponded with the high priest and said he was the most wonderful person, oh, he was sweet, wonderful, you know. And it was funny, one day her daughter shows up mutilated in the trunk of a car. Ritualistically killed and dumped in this trunk of a car. And the OTO don't know anything about it, No. And I don't know whether she was willingly a a human sacrifice to Satan, whether she had signed some death compact with Satan and her time was up, or whether she got out of line and they had to kill her. I don't know. But even after that, the high priest would correspond with Betty, and you know she still had a wonderful relationship. She didn't blame them at all. Just unbelievable. But this is what Satan does. He blinds your mind that you cannot see. And this is the depths of Satan. But this is you know, part of the fruit of Aleister Crowley. The OTO, I studied them. And what I did is, is I, I tried to, after I heard all this dialogue between Betty and my mom, how she was praising the OTO, I just went up to their website. Now this was not, I didn't go up to a Christian website. I went up to the OTO's website. I don't advise you go up there. Because the stuff they say is so sick and so blasphemous, I don't even want to expose you to it. I can't even voice to you how they believe you obtain salvation. But it's as blasphemous as you could possibly think. And it has to do with sex, what they call sex magic. Now, they base, where do they get that from? From the tantric sex yoga, which is a branch of yoga in Ayurvedic medicine. Now, in tantric sex yoga, they eat their own feces and they drink their own urine. In fact, Gandhi used to uh, brag about how he would have a glass of his own urine to start off the day. A lot of Hindus do that. And and there's this big thing sweeping through. America, I've had patients emailing me about it. Urine therapy, where we drink our own urine in order to maintain health. I mean, doesn't nature therefore itself teacheth us us these things that this is an abomination? (laughs) Why it talks about in Romans 1. No, don't drink your own urine. It's disgusting. But see, this is where these false religions all lead you, down a false path. Tantric sex yoga is a big part of OTO, the OTO religion, Ordo Templo Orientis, which Aleister Crowley started. Again, just some segwaying here I'm talking about. Anyway, going further, so Ken was obsessed with Crowley's life and his magic. And this is this Ken Anger guy, uh, the member of Church of Satan. Ken had danced, actually, uh, that's not appropriate. Uh, Ken Anger loved the OTO's solar phallic religion. That's what the OTO was portrayed themselves, solar, the sun, phallic, meaning the male phallus, their religion. And he was also obsessed with Mickey Mouse. Isn't that weird? He's obsessed with Al Crowley, yet he's also obsessed with Mickey Mouse and the Wizard of Oz books. I wonder if there's any connection. That's what this whole report's about. This whole report's about showing you the depths of Satan. And hopefully you understand why I had to do it this long in order to cover this, because there's no way I could have done it in one hour. You really want to know about Disney? I've had people ask me for years, do a report on Disney. You really want to know about it? Well, this is the nastiest I'm sorry, but it is. It's terrible. But we are exposing the unfruitful works of darkness and we're and hopefully this will encourage us and convict us to have no fellowship with it. If we had any doubts before, you bring things that are of Disney into your house, you're bringing a cursed object into your house and it will affect you spiritually. Get rid of all of it and preferably burn it, if you can. Destroy it and burn it. Why do I say burn it? Because burning it actually... Well, there's a biblical example in Acts. When all those people got converted in Acts and they brought all what they call their curious arts together, they brought all their witchcraft manuals together and the things they used in witchcraft, paganism, and they brought it together and they burned it. And the Bible even talks it was like worth this amount in silver. It was a lot of money. Burning it is the most biblical thing to do, if you can do that. I know that... That may not always be an option. But at bare minimum, tear it up, break it, do whatever you can, and get it out of your house. But this Ken Anger spent part of his time studying his friend's Mickey Mouse collection. Ken Anger did casting for his film Lucifer Rising by telling occult friends and acquaintances that they would live out their goddess and or god power trip fantasies by acting for him. The British government's National Film Finance Corporation fronted £15,000 for this movie, Lucifer Rising's production. Famous occult musician Jimmy Page did the soundtrack gratis. Ken Anger acted as the film's occult magician and made this role resemble Mickey Mouse in the film Fantasia. What is Mickey Mouse portrayed as? A magician doing witchcraft and spells with a magic wand. Mickey Mouse, who everybody loves... You know, most people. Lucifer Rising also starts with the Fantasia-type volcanoes. Another of his well-known films was Invocation of My Demon Brother. One of my favorites, you know. Hey, where do I sign up? Invocation of My Demon Brother. Just kidding, but anyway. So, now that the reader has covered so much, the following quotes take on an even deeper meaning. This is a quote from... Joe Flower, in the book *The Prince of the Magic Kingdom*, he says, "Quote on page 23." And again, there's uh, at the end of this thing. We're almost to the end of this. There is a overview of the type of sources uses, and then there's a partial biography on the Disney section, which is how many pages here? Three pages, solid three pages, of overview of sources and. Um, references in partial bibliography. Partial. So everything that I've went over, you know, it's not like Fritz made it up. I, I left out a lot of the um, actual sources as I was reading because I didn't want it to appear too disjointed as I was reading it. It may have already appeared like that anyway. But um, if I would have thrown in all of the uh, references, it would have really been disjointed. So again, it'll all be up in the PDF online. You can check it out for yourself. Joe Flower in The Prince of the Magic Kingdom says, quote, Walt Disney was obsessed with creation, driven to build magical worlds. Not as many artists are. Out of paint, canvas, or words, or even film. But physically, he actually was driven to build these magical worlds physically. Out of concrete, wires, smoke, electricity, and highly programmed employees. See, if you go to Walt Disney, and if you work there, don't think you're not going to fall under that same demonic influence. You will. Why do you think the the homosexuals are so attracted to it? Why do you think they're so... I mean, and they admit admit that 60% of the employees could actually be homosexuals, or 40% or something. Why would, if it was such a wonderful, wholesome, godly Christian place... The homosexuals would avoid it like the plague. They're not. They're attracted to it. It's this fantasy land where they don't have to be accountable to anyone. They could do whatever they want to do and act whatever way they want to act and all have this wholesome veneer which legitimizes their own disgusting behavior. Here's another quote from Julian Halovey in, I believe, the book Nation he decries Disney taking this nation into a, quote, drift of fantasy. And that's true. It's fantasy with a witchcraft veneer. Now, the Bible says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17, 9. And there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof the ways of death. Proverbs 14, 12 and Proverbs 16, 25. He who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Proverbs 28, 26. What is Fantasy is trusting in your own heart. Wow, this really touches my heart. That's what Disney's all about. Getting you deceived. Trusting your own heart. This man goes on to add One feels our whole culture heading up a dark river to the source, the heart of darkness where Mr. Disney traffics in pastel trinketed evil for gold and ivory. Wow, that was a profound statement here. Julian Halvey in, in, I believe, the book Nation, he says, Disney's drifting us to fantasy, and one feels our whole culture heading up the dark river to the source. This dark river. What's the source? That heart of darkness where Mr. Disney traffics in pastel, trinketed evil for gold and ivory. He really is the source of a, lot of, the, of, of a lot of what has happened in the last hundred years. Not quite a hundred years, but I mean, almost. When he started, back in the, even the 20s. He's the source of the start. Now, I understand Satan's the source behind him, and the Illuminati and a lot of people that promoted him. But he was the vehicle that was used. For those who understand programming, Aubrey Menon comments that Disney's successes are profoundly appropriate, Quote, the strongest desire an artist knows to create a world of his own where everything is just as he imagines it. Joe Cardo- Cardi was not so nice. He terms Walt Disney as, quote, the shyster in the back room of illusion. While his film fairy tales may have appeared at first glance to be light and dreamlike, upon closer examination they seem more like nightmares of deconstruction reality in league with the era's leading non-Freudian modernists. That's that quote from from another man. You have now finished hearing an unprecedented warning about the dark reality of Disney's Magic Kingdom and how it fits in with mind control. Most Americans, when surveyed, say they believe in God. Most go to church, and many believe they are born again. Because of the Illuminati's deception campaign over several generations, the American public and the world in general has been led to believe that Disney was good and that Walt Disney was a good man. Because of his image, people suspended judgment about Disney and Disney movies. They entrusted their children to him. People have been manipulated into a frame of mind, a predisposition that whatever comes out of Disney is good. They entrusted their children to this devil to take what Disney fed their children children's little minds week after week. The public's predisp- predisposition of trust was used to introduce-, introduce Illuminati beliefs and their political agenda, and to carry out a vast program of trauma-based mind control in secret on hundreds of thousands of tiny little children whose minds and souls were stolen from them, because many of the child slaves who are programmed with Disney themes are programmed with roles in bringing in the Antichrist. That's what it's all about. I say this whole report to say that line. What is this all about? To ultimately usher in the era of the Antichrist, the false prophet, the new world order. What is highly, that which is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in God, and now we can see how accurate that statement really is regarding this report. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and stop there. I've actually got another report. And I have to say this part because this touches on the more the modern day stuff. I synopsed this together. And I'm going to go ahead and go to part, where are we at, part 8 now? And then we will be done. God bless you.